Craig Lewis. You've just completed the live recording of The Truth Behind Hip Hop Part 4, The Curse of a Culture. And it's, it's interesting because a lot of things have transpired since the ending of that recording. Right. A lot of things that relate to the things you dealt with in that recording. But I want to start out and ask you a question about this whole I'm a situation. It's been in the media, it's been dealt with, of course we know what the final outcome of that was, but the comment that he made and how it affected us. Can you talk just a little bit about that? Oh yeah. Um, well, the comment he made, which uh, I think he referred to the um, uh, women Rutgers women's That's basketball right. team as nappy-headed hoes, which is a term that's uh, very common in the black community, but not so common among uh, white elitists. So he was really reprimanded and lost his job behind it and uh, it's created a lot of controversy, but I think that it's created a lot of good controversy in that hip hop now is being exposed on a larger level for what it is. Now the hip hop artists have to answer for uh, reasons of, of, of saying nappy headed hoes being uh, okay in the black community versus not okay when white people say it. So now questions are being raised, answers are being asked for, and from what I've seen, the hip hop artists, they really have no answers. And it just seems like they've been put, you know, on, on, on display, uh, like they've been putting women and, and others that, uh, other things that they state in their lyrics, they've been exploiting the situation in the ghetto and, and women and poverty and, and babies out of wedlock and all that. Now they're on display and they're being shown uh, for uh, uh, making ignorant comments based on what, what was said behind them. So I think it's... Uh, okay, go ahead. I'm glad you said that. And, and I wanted to go into something. Oprah Winfrey, we know the popular television show in the afternoons. Oprah Winfrey has dealt with that. She's taken a two-part series and actually spoken with a lot of the hip-hop representatives or different ones from the hip-hop community. I want to talk a little bit about that. One particular clip, and we're going to share that clip, but one particular clip is from Ben Chavis. And he made a comment that I found really interesting. He said that rappers are really rapping about the contradictions in our society. Now, tell me your take on that. Some people see uh, the youth today as a cursed generation, as the worst generation. But I would ask them not to rush to judgment on this generation of youth. Don't try to lynch the rappers for rapping about the contradictions of our society. Um. Benjamin Chavis, who is, I guess, the CEO of the uh, Hip Hop Summit. And the Hip Hop Summit is something that they do where they bring kids in and they try to teach kids uh, with hip hop or use hip hop as some kind of tool of learning, which hip hop is, is teaching kids on its own to be ignorant, you know, to dress like street thugs, to worship or glorify the street life and get money any way you can. And then they come in and try to teach a... Uh, uh, a principle on how they got rich or how they're successful, how they wear suits and ties and how they're able to walk into corporate America and function while the rappers that they've made the money off of are walking around looking like street hoods and, and, and gangbangers and prison clowns. So I think that Ben Chavis's comments are ridiculous. And the reason why I believe it's ridiculous is rappers aren't rapping about the contradictions of society. Rappers are rapping about whatever is going to make them some money. They're talking about making money. They're talking about 
beating women and disrespecting women. They're talking about the gang life, the street life. You know, you can't use this whole rap is socially conscious excuse anymore because now it's all about the club, the party, the drinking, the sex, all this lasciviousness and foolishness. So we can't make these guys helpless little hurt by society uh, so fallen soldiers that if they, you know, got a chance and the white man would give them a chance. No, we're talking about people that talk about foolishness, jail, and all these things. And if it's making them money, they'll say anything. So I think Ben Chavis is talking with, well, like the uh, Indians used to say, a fork in his tongue. Because he's he's trying to make these kids look helpless when the real helpless victims are the kids that buy it and listen to it and are entertained by it countless hours a day and uh, ultimately indoctrinated by it. Okay, well there were other guests that were included as part of the show and one of the other guests just happened to be Russell Simmons, which is considered one of the, I guess, fathers in the hip-hop community. He made a comment also that kind of stood out and I wanted to get your take on it. And I say this to you respectfully because I appreciate each one of your comments and I really would like to be part of the solution. What hip-hop does that's good is overlooked. They've done more for race relations than any of these civil rights leaders you could have on your show. That comment Russell Simmons made He's right to uh, from a certain standpoint. Uh, hip hop has done a lot for race relations. It's taught cops how to relate to thugs with a billy club. It's taught them how to put black men in prison. It, it's helped with the race relations of judges and lawyers and black men. It's taught us how to get AIDS and relate sexually uh, and become the, the, the biggest populations for AIDS and HIV. It's taught our kids how to uh, basically just get rich or die trying. And so they're relating to, you know, the electric chair and lethal injections. And I'm sure some of those are white people. So, I mean, Russell Simmons is right as far as <laughs> depending on the perspective of, of how race, what race relations. Now, the thing that I can't ever get any of these guys to answer about hip hop is what has hip hop done that's positive? I mean, are we talking about the music of hip-hop? Are we talking about the clothes of hip-hop? Are we talking about the way the person appears, record sales, uh, the language? What is the positive side of hip-hop? Now, of course, Russell Simmons sees the positive side because they're wearing his clothes. His clothes are hip-hop. He's worth $500 million. So he sees a positive side. There are 20 millionaires that hip-hop has made millionaires. They all see the positive. But if you take these cameras we're using right now and go into poverty-stricken urban America, the black community, you will find the effects of hip-hop. You will see kids that hear music all day talking about just have sex, just, just get you some, go get it, get you some money, however, whatever it costs, just do whatever. That mentality, and now we have the highest AIDS rate, we have the highest HIV rate, our kids are dying behind this. Countless abortions in the black community, all of these things, and the black leadership of the black community, they are silent on these issues. They're not talking about uh, abortion, they're not talking about AIDS, they're not talking about it. We don't even want to talk about the church. The church sure isn't talking about it because they're talking about breakthrough, miracle, season, harvest, destiny, favor, purpose. That's all you hear on the videos. That's all you hear on TV. That's all we hear. So that's what I'm saying. We cannot listen to people that are getting rich 
with the blood of our youth on their hands. So to me, Russell Simmons isn't even a credible source to even ask about hip hop because his hands are tainted with the blood of this generation because he sacrificed their well-being for riches. Okay, well then we'll step away. Let's step away from the Oprah Winfrey show. There's another show that's real popular and it's for our younger younger people. 106 in Park. I thought she was going to say the the knockoff, 85 South. No, 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 no. They they, they don't have no money, so they keep showing the same one every day. No, no, no. 106 in Park. They they ain't got to this issue yet. They still showing last year's tape. Well, 106 in Park recently had a show, and the guest who was addressing this issue as well was Snoop. Now, Snoop is one of the more popular rappers right now. Snoop had comments that were more directed towards the young people. Oprah's show was more for the adults discussing it. Now Snoop wants to reach out to the younger generation, the teenagers. Now remember, Snoop did give those comments on CNN. Yes, 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 yes. But this particular show on 1 and 6 in part, he was specifically speaking with the young people. It's a completely different scenario. Rappers are not talking about collegiate basketball girls who made it to the next level in education and sports. We're talking about Blank that's in the hood, that ain't got nothing going on, that's trying to get a dude for his money. These are two separate things. All right, so when you look back at it, do you still stand with that? Yeah, but it's, it's actually it's a whole you know statement that I made that was actually broken into snippets and pieces, so you're not really getting a whole conversation that I actually held and it was just basically saying that you know they they try to compare our statements with what he was saying when we we appreciate women like 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 the Rutgers girls that make it to college that do something with themselves we commend those women we appreciate them and we tell them that they're doing a great job when we do speak on situations where we call women B's and H's it's not those who are doing something with themselves, just those that have been trapped and are brainwashed to try to take what's ours. And we just reflecting an expression that we express when we're in the studio. That's not personally, that's musically. And that's a freedom of speech that we have to create that over our music. So having heard that statement, give me some of your thoughts. Well, you know, the sad thing is, is that the media, especially CNN, had to go and interview something called a Snoop Dogg. That's embarrassing. It's embarrassing that a Snoop Doggy Dog who has m- countless run-ins with the law, countless criminal acts and behavior, who is a known gang member, who is a known weed smoker, throwing up gang signs, always at the wrong place at the right time. I mean, this is somebody that is going to represent and speak for black people. I mean, I shouldn't have to say anything after that. That's that's a shame and an embarrassment that this is our credible source of information on what happened to Imus, somebody who actually is educated. So that's sad within itself. The other sad part is that instead of discussing this with adults, you go to 106 in Park and indoctrinate children to get them on your side. You're using the fact that they like your beats. You're using the fact that your music moves them. Most of them had sex for the first time to your music. Most of them, all they listen to is your kind of music. So you're going to use that opportunity to go and, and indoctrinate these kids with your street ghetto philosophy. The saddest part about his philosophy is you know, on one and six in part, he said the same thing. He tried to make it like I really didn't say that on CNN. They changed my words around. They pieced all this together, and that's not what I said. They said, "Okay, well then tell us what you said," and he said the same thing. 
You said the same thing. You said that you're not talking about women that have bettered themselves and become something. You're talking about the round the way B's and H's that are in your neighborhood and all of this. But here's my thing. Those are the women that you're sleeping with, brother. Those are the women you're having babies by and getting pregnant. Those are the women you're giving HIV and the cleft to. Those are the HPV victims. Those are the women that are victimized by your type of music and exploitation. Those are the women. So if those are the women, then how dare you discredit them again? If I was a woman, I'd be upset because not only do you do it in your music, but you stood up to what you say and made the women that have raised your kind, the women that are struggling to work for your kind, the women that are braiding your hair, you just made them look ignorant. And they're only ignorant because of the lack of black male leadership. What you said is why we have what we have. Because there's no black leadership. Fatherless, that you consider yourself a father and a rapper or whatever. But you, a, a father doesn't re- disrespect his children. And he has enough respect for his own to value those, that, those females that are not his children. And I think that's what he said in, in the following clip was that that's not him. That's not him. You feel like there needs to be a toning down of the lyrics and, and everything? No. No. I don't feel like it should be toned down. I feel like you should express what you feel. That's why they call it the freedom of speech, which is one of the First Amendments in the law. So we have that right and we use it to our fullest. And the, and the thing is, when you talk to these rappers, when the music stops playing... That's when you get a chance to see what type of person that this rapper is. When my music is off, you get a chance to really see who Snoop Dogg is. When I'm making my music, I'm a different character. I'm a different beast when I'm in the studio. But when the music stops playing, I'm a father, I'm a coach, I'm a, I'm a person, I'm a man, I'm just somebody who you can approach, and it's real. Okay, and this, this, this is just a cop now. For somebody to say, why my music is playing, I'm a beast in the studio. We know that. But when your music is not playing, you're saying, uh, that's when you can get to know me. When? If, if we come to jail, if we come to your court case, if we come to sit in the audience while the judge is gaveling you to uh, a probation or uh, the community service? Why you out there picking up trash for community service? Is that when we can come and get to know you? Sure. Because that's the you I see outside of the music. I see the same you in the studio rapping about being a thug. I see the same you out there picking up trash because that's what thugs do when they get in trouble. So here's what I'm saying. You can't ask hip-hop about hip-hop because hip-hop is ignorant. If hip-hop had any understanding, then it wouldn't be hip-hop. That's why I don't even understand how people can say holy hip-hop. If it's holy, it's not hip-hop anymore. Mm. Hip-hop is is an animalistic spiritual condition that our children have picked up for the lack of fathers in the home. And this Ima situation has shown it. Now, I'm sorry that Ima lost his job, and I'm really sorry that he, he had to make the statement. He should not have made the statement that he made. It was a wrong statement. Mm-hmm. He should not have said it. But... I don't think Ima should have been fired for it. I think if you're going to fire Ima, yes, fire every rapper, every, every hip-hopper. Uh, they, but then you can't even just stop there. You know, you you, you got to dig deeper and find out who's selling hip-hop. Black folks not. Well, see, that's why I was just about to open a can of worms. Because would Ima not have been fired had sponsors not started pulling away from the program? Had it not affected the money? And, and that's the thing, uh, Carmina. It's always about the money. When is it not? It's about the money now. These these rappers don't have an excuse. They don't have a reason. They don't have anything. They can't say anything because they know at the end of the day, if there was no check for it, they wouldn't be doing it. They are 
exploiting children, exploiting a condition. The condition should be drawing attention to itself because it's killing us. You shouldn't be drawing attention for it for money. Because if the condition changed, if the ghettos were cleaned up, there'd be no hip-hop. They wouldn't have nothing to rap about. They wouldn't have nothing to talk about. There'd be no street language and they'd all have enough sense to go and study a book and learn how to read for real. They all have enough sense to go to school and get an education. Now, Snoop Dogg gonna lift up the women in college? Then why are 70% of the black men at home without a job? Dropouts and no education. I mean, why aren't you rapping about that? Why, I mean, why aren't you rapping that these brothers need to get jobs? Because you don't have one. Why aren't you rapping that these brothers need to provide for their family and be a role model and not use pervasive lyrics and language and not degrade women? Why aren't you rapping about that? Because you're not doing it. You can't rap about it. You don't understand that. All you understand is the street. And if the street is profiting you, then you're going to keep talking about what's profitable. So with figures like that out there, like Snoop and so many others, it's no surprise that, say for instance, Charlton State, they recently had a party where all of the Caucasian American students attended and they dressed up like thugs and pimps and different things that they saw in the African American culture as a joke. It was hilarious to them. But then there were those that were kind of offended on campus, but they think it's okay because they see this constantly in the media. Am I correct? Yeah, and why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you think it's okay? You know, why wouldn't Don Imus think, think he can't make uh, that comment? Why, why would he think he can't make that comment? And that comment is what's selling right now. It's selling cars for GM. It's selling uh, uh, liquor for Seagram's. It's selling for all of these uh, big money organizations. I mean, they can't even have a basketball game without playing hip-hop. They can't even have... Uh, uh, I mean, all these functions are using hip-hop. And, you know, and Al Sharpton with his two-way street tale. You know, I, he, he gets on my nerves because I can't appreciate a man who will use hip-hop for his campaign and then turn on hip-hop when it's not convenient. I don't, I, I, don't, I don't understand a man that is now calling for the change of lyrics and a protest in the hip-hop community when he needed hip-hop to fund this campaign. So here's my thing. If the black community is going to heal this thing, if the black community is going to try to heal itself, we have to first put positive role models in the spotlight. You see, when Bill Cosby was trying to be a, a positive role, mo role model, they discredited him because he came against it and they called him an Uncle Tom. He spoke against hip-hop. Mm -hmm. Now Snoop Dogg is on uh, 106 in part, dogging Oprah Winfrey out. Condoleezza Rice, most black people don't even know who that is because she's Republican. So they don't even know who that is. We're taught not to, she's not really black or she wouldn't be. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So where are the black positive role models? And then right after Snoop Dogg on 106 in part, they played Little Mama. Now who is Little Mama? Little Mama's a little girl with the song about lip gloss. And she's saying, what you know about me? My lip gloss is this and that and this. But I counted and she grabbed her vagina 15 times in this video. Now normally, didn't the guys do that? Like when you see the guy rappers, they'll do that? A little girl, you tell me. A little girl, I don't know how old this little girl is. But she grabbed her vagina. 
And even the girls dancing behind her kept grabbing, grabbing their private area, sending the message that this is what it's all about. It's about you trying to get this. I may be singing about lip gloss, but I'm exploiting my own body. Where did I learn it from? From the men, from the from the male rappers, from no father nowhere. And the only example of a father is some old street thug with with cornrows in his head and a bandana tied around his head and walking walking the streets looking like he just escaped from jail. So that's all they see. So that's what I'm saying. Is this not obvious, America? Is this not an obvious problem? I've been preaching the truth behind hip-hop for eight years now, traveling. Now, all of a sudden, there's an issue with hip-hop? Come on, America. Come on, church. Black church. Are black leaders, black church leaders embracing it? Why? Because it's all about the money. And it will always be because the Bible said the love of that money is the root of all evil. So at this point, so for our churches that still have the Hip Hop Sunday, the Hip Hop Youth Services, the Hip Hop Family and Friends Day, what do you say to them? Read your Bible. Get closer to God. Get an understanding of what it is. It's not music. I'll put it this way. If it was just about music, your children would not change their very existence for it. There has to be some kind of spiritual ramification. Your son that you had, and I was looking at the camera and said, it's your son that you had hopes and dreams for to be something in this life, walking around looking like he just left jail. Your daughter who you had dreams and, and really wanted to be somebody, now she's walking around pregnant or trying to get pregnant or had or five abortions or had children out of wedlock. Your hopes and dreams are being snatched right from under you in the church because pastors are lascivious pastors are, are are lustful and they're wanting this hip-hop element to quiet the kids down while I take the parents money and America and I'm telling you they're gonna we're gonna have to pay for this and we're paying for it right now with the highest abortion rate, the highest jail rate, the highest HIV rate, the highest dropout rate. We got the highest in all of these categories and yet none of them are being preached in the media or in the black church on a, on a large platform. Well, I just want to encourage everyone to really look, get into part four, the truth behind hip hop part four, the curse of the culture. You stretched out on a lot of this even before these things happened. So we know it's God. Yeah. We know it's God. I encourage any parent especially. Yeah. If you've got children, and it's not about even just teenagers anymore. They're starting younger and younger yeah. and younger. This is something you definitely need to feed into your spirit. Yeah, I think so. And uh, I just want to say before you know we close this Don Imus situation, Imus is, you know, I I hope he gets forgiveness for what he's done, and I hate he did it, and I hate that it affected the women the way it did, but women have been affected a long time by what is being said in hip-hop, and I think finally the chickens have come home to roost, and now somebody's going to have to give an answer for this, and Pastor, if you're having a hip-hop Sunday, you're going to have to give an answer for it now. Okay.